Country Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. It's good to good to see you tonight. Uh, we had to mix it up a little bit and record this evening, but... This time it's on me, too. And it's on you, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's spring break. That's the reason... You Spring break, yeah. we were just actually talking about this before we went live, and if uh, you're joining us live... Hello, good, good evening. evening. <laughs> uh, you're, you're here early, which is great. That's right. <laughs> I, I teased out that we might be uh, going live a little bit early, and I might actually go ahead and put that on the Twitter as well to make sure people know. But yeah, so it's spring break, and you know, when you're a kid, that means no school. When right. you're like a teenager, that means, you know, fun. Or, you know, if you're a teenager and you don't go somewhere, it means, right. you know, you're a loser. Right. Or at least that's the way you feel. <laughs> you're, you feel like one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you're at college and you don't go somewhere, then you really feel like a loser. <laughs> Yeah. But if uh, but if you're you're married with children, you don't get a spring break. No, that means you're on call, dude. That That's means right. that means it's go time. That's right. <laughs> so it's uh, it's kind of a crazy week, but I appreciate yeah. you being flexible. Yeah, man. And of course, Inside a beer. Yeah, this gives us the opportunity to do something that we've wanted to do for like since the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's uh, it's after five, so it, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little weird if we did our uh, our whiskey drinking yeah. during the morning show. Yeah, it'd be a little strange. I mean, there, you know, there are parts of the world that might be more socially acceptable, but... It'd be I, fine. Yeah. I, I, most of my friends, I, I think you included, would be worried about <laughs> me if I made a habit of that. Well, I, I would be very concerned, especially right. since I'm the one that would actually talk you into doing right, it. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. But, uh, but welcome. This is yeah. uh, a very, very special... Country yeah. Squire Radio. We will be doing a uh, whiskey and tobacco pairing and yeah. recommending uh, the right tobacco for your whiskey and the right whiskey for your tobacco. I'm really excited. All right. So it's March. It's March. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little mad. I'm angry. I'm mad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel the madness. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the madness is definitely on. And, and what podcast would we be? What what kind of podcast would we be if right. we did not jump into this March madness bracket craziness right i right? mean we've got to we've got to pay homage to it somehow i mean everyone's doing a bracket you've got the president of the united states doing a basketball bracket Every why can't year? we do a bracket on something we're interested in that's right that's right so you know in a kind of in in conjunction with this particular episode we reached out to you guys over this last past week the last past couple of days and, yep. and especially over the weekend asking what is your favorite whiskey be it bourbon irish whiskey Scotch, what is your favorite whiskey to drink while in, enjoying your pipe? We got a lot of great suggestions, yep. like tons and tons of good stuff. In fact, yep. let's uh, let's read off some of this right yeah. here. So Buffalo Trace, Johnny Walker Double Black, yep. Tilmore Dew. Yep, 12-year, uh, the Balvini, Talisker, Lagvalin, Blanton's, George Dickel Rye, and Old Grandad. Old Grandad. What is Old Grandad? Man, I've had it. It's uh, it's pretty doggone good. In Mississippi, <laughs> I, you know, our taxes are a little different, but I think it's like 17, 18 bucks for a bottle. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's not bad. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's I mean, pretty cheap, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's got a little bite, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to check it out. But So what we're doing is from the suggestions that were sent in from you guys, yeah. we are going to bracket this out. For what we're calling the bourbon bracket. Bourbon bracket. There we go. Now, technically, it's the whiskey bracket, but bourbon bracket sounds better. So right. that, that's, Just roll with it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, we will be sending that out in the next 
uh, day or so via social. And uh, yeah, we will find out what the, uh, I guess, the Squire Select bourbon Ooh. is. Ooh, yeah. You like that? I like that a lot. We might we, yeah. That might have to be an annual thing. It might. And we might have to just have it on tap or <laughs> <laughs> here in the studio. That's I like a, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we could drink it for breakfast. Right. And it wouldn't be weird. Because, well, because it's... <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at night, but <laughs> <laughs> No, it's whatever helps you get up in the morning. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Fact. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's after dark, and, uh, and yeah. so that, that's, that's the level that we're at right now. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> no. That's exactly right. It's okay. Yes, sir. All right. Well, um, man, should we just get started? Let's dive in, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So so what we've got tonight, we, we put this out on, on our social feeds, but what we've right. got are Blanton's, we've got Talisker 10-year, and we've got Buffalo Trace. Right. Now, the Blanton's, we're actually going to start with the Blanton's because right. between that and the Buffalo Trace, it's it's the more expensive, and I don't want to mix it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's interesting that two of these are actually bourbons, the Buffalo Trace right. and the Blanton's. Uh, Talisker 10, of course, is a, a Scotch uh, Scotch whiskey, commonly known as Scotch. And so uh, all in the whiskey family. Malt. The whiskey family. That's right. That's right. That's right. I wish I'm, I'm, I'm a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we're going to start with the Blanton's tonight. Yeah, if you've never had Blanton's before, very interesting bottle. You pick it up, it's almost like the size of a, it's a round bottle that almost looks like a cantaloupe. Yeah. I you know I got really that I think um oh it was 2 years ago on my birthday is uh-huh. when I when I first got the Blantons uh-huh. and you know I've had my eye on it for just the longest time just because the bottle is so cool it's pretty unique they've got the uh, the top of it it's got the um you know the Kentucky Derby racer it's got a racehorse on it yeah, yeah yeah and and of course it's so unique every single bottle is has kind of the number written in ink yeah directly on it and it yeah. just it gives it such a personal touch so much of, I mean, it's true of tobacco and it's true of uh, whiskey and, and liquor in general, but there's something about the way that you present the spirit right. that adds to the whole experience, right? Yeah. It's not just about how it tastes. It's also about the bottle that it comes in, the kind of the craft of it's, it's presenting it. It's how it's been it. cared for and, and, and produced. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's why people, um, you know, people love coming to our shop and, uh, you know, other shops around the nation that uh, hand blend their own tobacco that take a lot of pride into it. I'm going to read the what this bottle of Blanton says. It says on the label, uh, this bourbon whiskey dumped on 22112 from barrel number 183, stored in warehouse 11 on rick number 9, uh, individually selected, filtered, and bottled by hand at 93 proof. Um, and it, it says right after that, it says, we believe this is the finest bottle of whiskey ever produced, mm. affording you extra flavor, bouquet, and character. Awesome. Uh, you could not get more pretentious than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's not bragging if it's, uh, you know, if, if it can true. back it up. That's yeah, right. If it can back it up. So well, we will find yeah, out. Absolutely. I, I just had a sip here a second ago and, uh, <laughs> I've had, a, had a few. Blanton's is interesting. It's really, really good. It's a smooth, <sighs> yes, it it's, is. A, it's a smooth bourbon. Um, I think the thing about Blanton's, um, one thing I pick up and I've heard other folks pick up from it is that it's got a mellow kind of start and palate, but then it has a little peppery kind of on the end, almost a little a little spice to it. Yeah. Uh, not something that hits you in the face. No. Not, it's not bite. Um, bite being something that just uh, kind of makes your eyes wince a little bit. It's not that. It's more of a kind of a peppery, smooth finish. And so with that, I actually brought in a our tobacco uh, Baker Street tonight. All right, so um, let's bust open the Baker Street. Let's bust here. open the Baker Street. So the Baker Street uh, is interesting because Baker Street 
is a blend of Virginia's, oh, yeah. Latakia, and Perique. Um, Latakia is going to give it that smoky flavor that all pipe you know, aficionados are going to be kind of aware of. It's got some real soft Virginias in it, the the red ones that typically are a little softer on your tongue. And then we added Perique to Baker Street. Now, the Perique, is, is that what gives it the real smoky? No, that's going to be the Latakia. Okay. The Latakia is the more smoky. The Perique uh, has a pepperiness to it, a right. natural, sweet pepperiness. The Perique is kind of a naturally sweet, but a bit of a spicy kind of flavor to it. And so, um, really interesting. And I, I it just... Personally, I I think uh, Baker Street goes well with Blanton's because it has some of those same you know characteristics. Uh, Baker Street particularly starts out really strong; it mellows out very quickly, uh, and then Similar it's got a little. It, it, that's right, yeah. and then it's got kind of that back finish of pepper. So uh, thought it would thought it would pair well with that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Now, this is this is cool. So what we're doing, of course, since we 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 don't we can't smoke in the studio, right? Uh, is we're we're sniffing. We're, we're sniffing, but we've we've tried these tobaccos and we know what they're we know what oh, they absolutely. taste like. So <laughs> several times. That's right. That's right. Uh, but you know, I, I will say it is kind of a it's an interesting experience um, enjoying the whiskey, and then uh, and then just kind of taking a deep breath. Yeah. Of just the because that is you know I've got um, my little custom unknown blend here that I've had right. uh, in the studio for a while that I kind of pick from every once in a while and uh, and. The jar itself just takes on so many properties right, of the right. smell, and it's going to be interesting because I know that for a fa- like once I get that uh, carved all the way down, I'm, I'm planning on putting some Parsons in it. Yeah, but uh, but I'm gonna have to like <laughs> to, to cleanse the uh, the bottle. Right, you may have to may have to do a little surgery on that afterwards. Here I'm a um, I'm gonna pour some Buffalo Trace here. Buffalo now, Trace uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Now Buffalo Trace, full disclosure, is is one of my favorite bourbons, mm-hmm. just in general. I mean, I, I yeah. don't get me wrong, I love I love Blanton's, yeah. but as far as just kind of my go-to bourbon, right? Uh, Buffalo Trace is, is typically the one. And I got to say, man, with rare exception, Buffalo Trace seems kind of hard to find. Not necessarily in the liquor store per is that se, right? Yeah. But when when you're going out and and even even kind of the nicer uh, bars and uh, and uh, mixologists from around town mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. don't always carry Buffalo Trace, and yeah. it baffles the mind because it, in my opinion, is just one of the best. But yeah. uh, and I'm sure it's one of those things that you can get nationwide. Cheers. Yeah, Buffalo Trace has more of a um, natural sweetness to it. It's got a little more bite, I think, than the Blanton's does. So it's almost like you, yeah. you get a little more of a nasally kind of finish there. Uh, but it, it seems, to me anyway, it seems a lot sweeter. I don't know if that's the case for you. It does. It's definitely sweeter than the Blanton's. It's uh, What I like about it, though, is that it doesn't overpower yeah. in the uh, in the flavor and the texture. Right. Uh, but it is a, I find it to be a really, really nice smooth bourbon especially uh because of the sweetness mm-hmm. it's really great if you're making like a manhattan or something like yeah, that yeah yeah uh, another reason why we carry it my grandmother who uh growing up we always called grammy now yeah you know I, this is kind of a little side story but growing up they're they're in baton rouge we're in jackson mississippi uh i being the oldest grandson named my grandmother grammy mm-hmm. because down here in the south you know you don't go by grandma you know, York, you go by right. whatever the, the oldest child names the grandparents right. to be. And, uh, and half the time it's something very ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. Well, <laughs> but this is more traditional. So I, her, her name was Grammy because I named her Grammy. Yeah. Uh, then the next cousin in line could not pronounce Gruh, and so she became Mammy. Huh. Now, this is a large Catholic Baton Rouge, Louisiana family. Right. And we are just one offshoot of it in Mississippi. So uh, they're <laughs> compared to me and my siblings versus all the other all the other cousins. Y'all didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance. 
And so they, uh, the cousin who will remain nameless, but could not pronounce the gruz, <laughs> uh, passed that on to all the other cousins. So it became contested between Mammy and Grammy. Oh, okay. Now I tell you that to tell you this, she is big on Manhattans. Okay. And like, she has kind of a custom way that she makes Manhattans. I didn't even realize this until like four Christmases ago. <laughs> and like, I became aware of the fact that the quote unquote Mammy Hatton is a, uh, is a family it's beverage. Actual thing, beverage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But um, gotta love grandparents from Louisiana. Oh uh, yes, sir. Fantastic. Yes, sir. But uh, <laughs> I will say I was not big into Manhattan's before that time. Yeah, and that kind of started, you know, kind of kicked me off into it. And I already was really big into Buffalo Trace. You feel like the Buffalo Trace but, has gotten more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it's so perfect for it. That's perfect. Well, it's it's a very smooth. Uh, it's a very smooth whiskey. Uh, it does have kind of that nasally, a uh, little bit of medicinal. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of nose to it, and then it's also uh, a, a sweeter whiskey uh, than the than the Blanton, so more vanilla, I think, in there. Um, and so uh, I couldn't help myself; had to pair uh, Buffalo Trace with Cherokee. Oh yeah, uh, Cherokee, uh, of course, is our bestseller at the Squire. Um, it's one of our tobaccos that actually the recipe on Cherokee hasn't changed in uh, 43 years, believe it or not. So I think we've mentioned that on the show before, but Cherokee is a mild vanilla but it's all naturally i mean if you get any from it if you get any flavor from it it, you you get vanilla but it's not like there's vanilla you know casing or anything with it Uh, it's just a real clean uh virginia cavendish blend and uh it's it's one of our well it is our best seller we sell it by the pound at at the squire so it's one of those tobaccos that's uh semi-sweet so it's going to give you a little sweetness. Uh, those of us in the South, we kind of like things a little sweeter. So it's going to give you a little bit of that sweet. But if it's your daily smoke, it's not so sweet or so candied um, that you get tired of it. So it's something that's got a little sweet that you can smoke kind of every day. You know, I don't think I've ever mentioned this before, but Cherokee is actually the first tobacco that I ever bought from the Squire. Yeah. And I yeah. think it was it was right about the time that we moved back, my family and I moved back to Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were getting to know each other and right. I found out that you right, worked right. there Yep. and, uh, and you, you're like, I was like, well, what do I get? And so you're like, can't go wrong with Cherokee. You have to start with the Cherokee. Yeah, you got to do it. It's, <laughs> it's a good, and it really is if, and it doesn't matter if you're a, you're a long time smoker or, you know, new to, uh, new to the hobby. Cherokee is a great one to start, especially, I mean, it's, it's kind of a gateway into the rest of, of the, the blend, the all's custom blend. <laughs> it really kind of is. It's interesting because Cherokee Although technically, clear, you know, classified as an aromatic, Cherokee is, you know, a very mild aromatic. Right. And so it's one of those tobaccos that you get into, and it's it's got some sweet, but it just has a really solid tobacco flavor to it. Yeah. People will start with the Cherokee, and they'll actually go, uh, you know, start adding things like Latakia, occasionally Perique, uh, to make kind of interesting blends. Eventually, they'll wind up more on the on the English side with the, you know, Latakias and, uh, you know, Boulder kind of smokier tobaccos or they'll wind up in the heavier um heavier aromatic side and so it just kind of depends on where they're at but the cherokee is such a great uh entry tobacco because it's just it's semi-sweet but it tastes like tobacco and it's got a great room note um it's really really delicious awesome (laughs) yeah no it, it is wonderful all right so those are our bourbons for tonight uh as you're pouring the uh taliskers here so so talisker we we are both Pretty big on the Talisker. I, I think I can actually take credit for uh, uh, getting you uh, introduced. To I this, think you I? did. Yeah, <laughs> it was right about the time because I was a big. Bur- it was close by after after you moved here. I think. Yeah, so yeah. around the same time period. I, I I've always been big on bourbon. I love yeah. love bourbon, but you know, I kind of wanted to get into scotch a little bit. You That's know, right. Wanted wanted to be able to you know when somebody offers some scotch, I'm like ah. 
you know, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know? Like I'm, I'm just not sure. It's a little bit of the unknown. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you, so you suggested Talisker, which was really interesting because most people would say that is a gamble. Yeah. Uh, because it is yeah. so, so very smoky, so very peaty, very much, you know, it, it is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's not. And, you know, when you think of, when you think of Scotch whiskey, you think of whiskey that is generally smokier, generally uh, smoother, uh, generally stronger, um, and, you know, just, just really bold, not nearly as sweet as a bourbon, um, but with a lot more complexity. And Talisker uh, kind of takes that you, takes that to a whole completely different level. With Talisker, I actually uh, got introduced to this because I visited two friends of mine in Scotland, John and Catherine Wiggins. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the Wiggins. And uh, yeah, they were living over there uh, for two years, actually, because uh, of some grad school related stuff. And so I got to go over there and stay with them for uh, about 10 days. That's uh, awesome. And it was incredible. <laughs> we went all over the countryside and you know, uh, you know, up into the highlands, and um, yeah, eventually we made our way out to the Isle of Skye, which and Talisker is the only distillery on the Isle of Skye, uh, which is on the west coast of Scotland, close right. to Ireland. Yes, um, they're very proud of that too. Very proud, yeah. very very proud. Uh, it, it, it's incredible countryside. When you're traveling through there, you can just you know envision like little elves kind of coming leaping over the the hills that you're looking at, covered <laughs> in sheep. You know, it's just it's it's. I've never seen so many sheep in my life, by the way. But in Scotland. Um, in Scotland, man, yeah. they're just all over. There's more sheep, like five times as many sheep as there are people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, Talisker uh, got to take a tour of that distillery, and um, you know, a, as you might know, when Scotch is you know made, a peat and the local water source is a very important part of the process, and both of those things on the Isle of Skye is are very, very uh, different, very particular. Uh, you know, they stand out greatly compared to the other the other scotches around. And so, uh, anyway, I fell in love with Talisker because it tastes and smells like smoke. Yes. <laughs> it tastes like smoke. So, you want to have a sip? Very smoky. Oh, yeah. So good, though. And and when you, you can kind of chew it, uh, you know, they, they when they talk about chewing the scotch, they, you know, it's basically swishing it in your mouth. All these are kind of snobbish ways of talking about how to, <laughs> how to experience the yeah. whiskey. But um, it does kind of have a medicinal... Uh, tongue, but then it's followed immediately once you swallow by an incredible amount of um, of smokiness. And the only tobacco I immediately could have thought of and, you know, paired with this, of course, is our Cornishman. Oh, yeah. Um, Cornishman is fantastic. It's our house <laughs> English blend. Um, it's our it, it was our first English blend and our only English blend for several years until we came out with some others. But uh, Cornishman features um, generous portions of Latakia, which just had that smoky flavor. Matter of fact, when I open the jar, when people come in and ask for something with Latakia, typically I'll start with Cornishman and I'll open the jar and, you know, let them stick their nose in it. And so many folks immediately look at me and says, that smells like scotch. <laughs> and that's what that's what Cornishman smells like. Get, open it up, Bo, see what yeah. you think. It's uh it's just really, really um it's 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 smooth, but it's very smoky. Smooth and very Yeah, smoky. I can definitely tell. Yeah. Um smooth and very smoky. Now some some folks will actually add more uh, Latakia to Cornishman uh, than we've already put in here. Uh, and sometimes we refer to that as angry Cornishman, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of interesting. But um, the Cornishman is excellent because it does have that real smoky flavor, but it's also very, very smooth. There's no bite. Um, and it's got a pretty pleasant aroma, too. And it might be that I'm, because I'm not a Scotch guy, I never really right. thought about the fact that that 
of, of kind of relating those two smells, but you're exactly right. I, I can smell it. Yeah, can't you smell it? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. There's almost like a um, like a meatiness to it or yeah. something. It, it's pretty interesting. Cornishman, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I have to mention this tonight since we're kind of talking about Cornishman. Yeah, absolutely. Cornishman, um, our founder of our shop, the Country Squire, uh, Mr. Jim Reeves in 1970, Cornishman was his favorite tobacco. He smoked it all the time. He liked stuff that was bold. He liked stuff that, you know, had a lot of flair um, and just, you know, real, as he put it, kind to his mouth. And Cornishman was the epitome of kindness to your mouth. Uh, just very, very smooth and, and rich. But um, Mr. Jim named Cornishman Cornishman because there is a legend in uh, medieval Britain when the king would send the tax collector to Cornwall, of course, the people in Cornwall are called Cornish, right? Right. Hence, Cornish men. Uh, when the king would send the tax collector to Cornwall, uh, they would never come back. They would never come back home. The the uh, the the tax collectors would always uh, mysteriously. Uh, get lost along the way or while they were there. And so the king would have to send multiple tax collectors <laughs> uh-huh. to Cornwall. Um, and so it's interesting, uh, you know, basically they were killing the tax collectors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the king was having trouble getting revenue uh, from that from that part of the uh, of, of his kingdom. So uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Jim just thought that was great. <laughs> and so that's why he named Cornishman uh, Cornishman. He, he was, he was uh, not fond of tobacco excise taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as a good uh, Englishman that he was, uh, just had a had a fit with uh, with Cornishmen. So oh, that's great! Great, that's where that comes from. Well, it's uh, it's got a great smell to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a big English guy, but I might have yeah. to bust into that next time. I it's good. It's a very soft. I mean, it's very soft and smooth, even though it's got that those overtones of smoky, which make it really really special. So. I, I am trying to expand my palate a little bit and, and get. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm trying to develop a. It's not like you're trying to force yourself into something, but you'd like to be exposed to different things. Man, I know you've been very absolutely um, that's exactly deliberate correct. about that. Yeah, yeah, and we're working on that some with because we're creating your blend. As that's well. right. Yeah, so, the Yorkus blend. Yeah, it's uh, still TBD. Did that uh, that secret ingredient that we talked about? It, have you it has that not yet? come in yet. Okay. I, I'm still looking for the right ingredient. But okay. we're looking for a secret ingredient for the Yorkus blend that will basic basically be anathema to the Lancaster blend. <laughs> uh, well, you know, possibly, possibly. There's, there's, there's a lot of reasoning behind it. There's a lot of reasoning, that's, but that's not just, it's not just to get back at the, I mean, that, yes, that's how it started. Right. <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. But, uh, no, we got that. Uh, so yeah. So, okay. Well, let me know once that secret blend or that secret, not blend, but secret ingredient gets in because we, I got to test it out solo first to We'll get on it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. This yeah. is fun, man. Yeah, this Golly, is uh, this great. is great. Uh, the first, hopefully, of a, of a couple of these. You know, we don't yeah. we don't always do after dark specials, right? Uh, unfortunately, it. Uh, but you know, I kind of like waking up in the morning and <laughs> doing <laughs> the show, <laughs> so it, it's uh, it's great to have kind of both of them as an option. So next time that we do uh, uh, after dark, uh, we might just have to do another another round. Yeah, and we've we've gotten some great recommendations to absolutely we love how y'all have uh, pitched in on some of those yeah absolutely and uh well uh we'll get into a little bit more of that and listener feedback say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. Right, and we've got a pipe question this week that comes to us from listener Brett Cates. That's Brett. Yes, sir. He says, hey, guys, got a question for you. What is your favorite pipe smoking movie? Mine would be a lesser known classic called Mr. Blanding Builds His Dream Home. Wow. It's got uh, Cary Grant and, uh, and some others. It says there's for two reasons. My wife and I are currently building a house, and the movie comically hits the nail on the head for that experience. And the second is that almost every single scene involves someone either smoking his pipe or preparing to be smoked. <laughs> There's so many beautiful pipes on display, you'd think the movie was funded by a pipe company. <laughs> the movie is very funny, the actors are uh, supremely talented, and the pipe smoking is endless. I thought you guys might like to check it out. So, Brett, thanks. That's a great recommendation. That's I think awesome. We'll I've have... never really thought much about pipe smoking movies before. I mean, Brett brings up an interesting point. You know, we always... Of course, in modern day, think of the uh, new uh, Hobbit movies, sure. and Lord of the Rings, where uh, you know pipe smoking is featured so uh, prominently. Uh, you know, others that come to mind are uh, any old Jimmy Stewart movie that's just got him uh, kind of oh yeah, I didn't think about on that. his old pipe. You know, it's kind of he's kind of got that long straight pipe. Just, uh, Jimmy a... Stewart, he just uh, busts out that pipe, right? Yeah, <laughs> hey, but hey. you know. I, I, those are those are things that come to mind, but other than that, I don't really don't really have a lot that that pop into my mind. I'd be interested to know if any of our listeners have any other. Uh, yeah, other we def- we definitely want to hear from you guys. I would say that when when he asked the question, because it is it is about kind of the first thing that pops into your mind, right? Yeah. So the the first thing that popped into my mind is that I was starting to really get back into my pipe right about the same time that the first of the two recent American, I should point that out, Sherlock Holmes movies came yeah, out yeah, with yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, the joke was at the time, of course, that, uh, we had a, a, so we got a European Batman, a European, uh, Superman, a European Spider-Man. And so to get back at them, we have an American Sherlock Holmes. An American Sherlock Holmes. That's right. What has happened to the world? (laughs) (laughs) It's a bizarro world. Uh, but right about the time that movie came out, I was starting to get back into my pipe. And because I was so used to the traditional Sherlock Holmes, you know, deep curved, uh, deep bent pipe, which I mean is actually, if you're a Sherlock Holmes guy uh, or gal, you know that that is actually not traditional to the character. That's correct. Um, that's correct. He, how, Sherlock did not actually smoke a, a calabash pipe. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, but of course, in in the you know, I don't even know why, but we we have it kind of ingrained in kind of the the mental zeitgeist of of yeah uh, Americana that you know he's got a what, what is a cal- what did you say. Calabash. Calabash. I was right. about to say Kaladash. That's know. right. Uh, <laughs> you just said mental zeitgeist, so that made up for not being able to remember <laughs> Calabash. But yeah, Calabash, of course, being the gourd uh, that has grown. Uh, it, it's actually not briar. It's a gourd that's grown uh, specifically for pipe making. Uh, they actually shape the gourd as it's grown and then put a meerschaum insert inside of it. It's a very dramatic shape. And for some reason along the line, it just kind of got uh, you know lumped in there with Sherlock Holmes' uh, you know lore. 
Um, and so it's not, you know, he did smoke a very bent pipe, but not particularly accurate on the, on right. the calabash. Right. Yeah. And so, so when that, uh, when I first saw that in the movie, I was kind of, I was kind of like, wow, that, that's so cool. That's so original that he's yeah. not smoking that same old pipe, <laughs> uh, idiot that I was at the time, but it did inspire me to, to look for specifically a straight, saddle bit pipe which is what uh, rdj was smoking in that first movie now he went through a couple of different pipes in the second movie but predominantly in the first movie that's what he was smoking yeah and i uh and actually it was the inspiration for my pipe that i took to italy and you nailed it yes sir you nailed it well it's it's, a beautiful pipe it is a beautiful pipe it's uh it's not the same it's not the exact same as his and i I did for the longest time i was looking specifically for that one and uh but but i found this one instead and i was it was so it was really inspired by right uh, the Sherlock Holmes. Fair enough. Did you see those movies at all? I did not. I, I did not. I think they're, you know, they're, there's kind of, people go either way on them. Either, either you, you really enjoy them or you really don't enjoy them. Yeah. And I really, I really dug them. I, I, I like, I really like new takes on classic characters. Hmm. And it's a, uh, it's an interesting thing because, uh, you know, we've, we've, we're both geeks. Yep. You know, you're, you're a little bit more of a nerd and I'm a little bit more of a geek, but we're we both fight about this later, but <laughs> go ahead, go, go ahead with your comments. <laughs> uh, point being that we like, you know, we like mythology, we like yeah. lore, we like, you know, fully visualized and thought through worlds and universes. Yeah. That's something that appeals to us, uh, that you can dive deeper into this more than just what you see on the surface. I like to refer to myself as a romantic, Bo. Okay, fine. You're <laughs> you're a romantic nerd, ladies. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with Sherlock Holmes... You know, it can kind of go either way. Either you're a purist in kind of your your nerddom, your geekdom, yeah, and yeah. like, oh, I want it to stick to the original, you know, original source. Right. Or, and I used to be like that, but now I've kind of gotten to this place where I really enjoy re-envisioning right. of characters and of classics. Right. I think that if if you just take that re-envisioning without knowing the back uh-huh. backstory or not not going back to the classics and, and seeing kind of that primordial story place, yep. uh that's that's a sad thing. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not advocating that. But I do really enjoy whenever something is done in a fresh take and, and reimagined uh perhaps for a new time or or just you know, in a, in a different way. Yeah. And so for that, from that standpoint, I really dug those movies. Now, if you're a Sherlock Holmes purist, you're going to hate it. It's not for you. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I I really, I really dug them. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, Brett, man, this was a great question. Really fun one to answer. Thank you so much for sending it. And also thank you for, uh, answering your own question too. I think that's really cool. (laughs) Whenever, uh, anyone is sending us a pipe question of the week, especially if it's something subjective like this, uh, definitely tell us what your thoughts are and tell us what your thoughts are as far as your favorite pipe smoking movie. You can email the show CSR at potisteri.com. Of course, on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. We'll get to that at the end of the show. But first we got to jump into some quick fire questions. Quick fire. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. So quick fire questions. Longtime listeners know this, but the way this works is that you guys send us questions in kind of a either or type of fashion, right? So it's either red or blue, uh, pancakes or waffles, that sort of thing. And we answer them for you. Now, this is a chance for you guys to get to know us a little bit. It doesn't necessarily have to be about pipes, tobacco, or otherwise. Could be if you want it to be, but a lot of times it's not. And sometimes there is a theme involved. This week, the theme appears to be uh, medieval stuff. Medieval stuff. Medieval. I mean, these are weapons, dude. Well, well the last weapons one's not weapons and uh and and armor. Yeah, yeah I'm. A, I'm gonna read these. Okay. All right. Uh, boat, sword, or axe. I'm gonna go with sword. Yeah, I have to go with sword. It's just it's classic. Too, classic and traditional. Yeah, two hand or one handed. 
I really like the idea of two-handed. Yeah. But for my kind of size, I think probably one-handed. You know, we're we're more like hobbit-sized people. Yeah. Right? So maybe maybe a little more elegant with the one-handed. Well, and also I think that you get more speed, right? Yeah. One would imagine. I would think so. Less power, but I mean, we've got to be quick, dude. Bow, longbow, or crossbow? Crossbow. I got to go with longbow. It's really? the elf in me. Yeah. <laughs> I just I have, to, have to go with that. Uh, plate or mail? I'm going to go with mail. I think I have to go with mail. Because, I mean, I know that, like, plate would, uh, you know, you'd be able to take a hit. Right. But you couldn't move, right? It'd be pretty, I think it'd just be hot. We're in, we're in the South. We, we're averse to those kind of things. I don't know. That, is mail really all that <laughs> much cooler? I guess you got holes in the chain. Yeah, mail. it's got, like, air wicking. That's true. Pl- <laughs> plus, I mean, I guess if you think of, like, being inside a car during right. a really hot day, it's right. the same thing, except it's right on your skin. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. Well, that's great. You can, of course, send in the quick fire questions that you might have for us, CSR at potestery.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. All right, listener feedback this week. We got one from uh, listener Lane, who uh, man, as soon as he saw that we were we were talking whiskey and bourbon, he just right up. Man, just just clobbered it. Yeah, he actually Lane from uh, Greenwood, Mississippi. He actually gave me a shout today at the shop. I was so happy to hear from him and uh, regular contributor to the show. Uh, he's actually coming into to Jackson, our capital city here in Mississippi, tomorrow and. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing Lane, and, and he's bringing a buddy with him. I can't wait to meet. But Lane says, uh, no doubt about it, uh, you got to have single malt whiskey from the Isle of Islay, I, I, I think it's Islay, uh, when smoking your pipe. Whether it's Lagvalen 16-year-old or a sturdy Bunahaben, uh, a cheeky Cal Isla or the, salt, or the salty dog of whiskey's Lafroig. Uh, you can't go wrong with mixing a pipe and an Islay whiskey. Uh, keep up the good work. I look forward to the show. I look forward to hearing from Bo attempt the names of these whiskeys. I got you. Oh, man. he bailed me. I bailed him out. No, I'm, I was on to this. I, I, before we started, I was like, oh, JD, I need you to read that email from Lane. So I was like, you turkey. <laughs> you cheated. We do this live, it's sir. fantastic. I know. I, I'm a big fan, by the way, of uh, Bunahaben and Lafroig. Really, really love that. I haven't had much like Volen, and I don't think I've ever had Cal Isla, but um, r- really good scotches. So, yeah. man, Lane, great. Thanks for, thanks for, um, um, thanks for the Yeah, the we, we might have comment. to bust into these for our, our next After Dark. <laughs> they look amazing. Yep. Uh, the next listener feedback comes from to us from iTunes, from TX Grappler. It says, great show, great quality audio, wonderful chemistry between the host, and lots of knowledge on the subjects covered. If you love pipes and pipe smoking, do yourself a favor and subscribe. Man, uh, Grappler, man, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank sir. you so much. I'm I'm hoping that TX is because you're from Texas. Texas. We've got several uh, Texas listeners, and uh, man, so glad you tuned in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys, we love getting these uh, this feedback. Love hearing from you, especially when we get those iTunes reviews. Those are a wonderful way to help support the show. It uh, allows you guys to brag about us publicly, right? And thus also helps the uh, show get discovered more on uh, iTunes and through other sources. So yeah. Yeah. maybe you discovered the the uh, this show specifically through iTunes and it's been a great resource for you. We want to be a great resource for as many people as we possibly can. So yeah. you head on over to iTunes, write us a review. 
we'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yep. Uh, of course, there's a lot of ways to contact us. We've already mentioned the email, CSR at Pottery.com, our Twitter account at Squire Radio, and then, of course, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash country squire radio. You're definitely going to want to engage with us over social, especially over the next couple of days as we do the bourbon bracket. Yep. Uh, so if you want to participate, that's going to be the way to do it. But of course, you can also contact us uh, individually as well. I'm at John David Cole. John is with no H because it's actually Jonathan. Um, I'll tell you one day the story of how I got named John David. Uh, it's kind of interesting, but that's for another uh, Country Squire after dark. Yeah, well, and, we'll, <laughs> and then you made the mistake of like blasting out to like all of your friends. I prefer from now on to be called John David. Well, I mean, I've always preferred that. And then, but, well, but then the response was like, "Okay, Jay Dizzle. Okay, Jay Dizzle. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> all right, John D. It was a, it was <laughs> Everybody. Complete, it was a complete disaster. <laughs> you can't do that. Man. Should have seen that coming a mile away. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so and then, of course, the store's Twitter account. Uh, it's at underscore Country Squire. And be sure to visit us online, too. The tobaccos uh, we showed uh, talked about tonight with the whiskeys, uh, which we'll put up on our on our Facebook page. But uh, Cornishman, Cherokee, and Baker Street, uh, you can find all those at thecountrysquireonline.com. And if you so happen to be local and you stop by the store in the coming week, let them know you heard about it on the show, and you can get a free sample. Free samples, baby. Yeah. yeah that's right. So that would be awesome. All right. Well, man, I, I, this has been so much fun. I've, really I've had a great this. time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But uh, I think I think we did quite well. It, it, it worked out great. Well, yeah. Man, let's have, a, <laughs> let's have a good evening. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks, Bo. I enjoyed it, brother. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.